Where we lovingly dissect the best and the worst of 90s teen horror. I'm Heather Parry and this is my co-host Kirsty Logan. And today we are continuing our season six with Nightmare Hall. <laughs> Nightmare Hair. <laughs> Nightmare Hair. The initiation. I've got that on I my notes written. Now. I was laughing before you even press be record. <laughs> <laughs> and it's from 1994. Uh, tell me about this abomination, aka book cover. Ugh, so there are. That was horrible. Five different fonts on this cover. <laughs> <laughs> All fonts, please. Look, I'm not a designer, but I'm pretty sure that's not allowed. Um, Is there a limit of fonts? If you include the burning pages. There's burning just pages. so much writing. <laughs> burning pages. Burning pages, burning pages. There's just so much writing on this cover. Oh, the copy inside is so big and yet it took me so long to read it i know <laughs> okay so we're doing nightmare hall um and the cover is the cover's got your kind of classic embossed gold mm -hmm. embossed no the other one De debossed oh is that what it's called I when it goes so. out debossed debossed De De <laughs> that james brown song <laughs> god <laughs> that was such a dad joke <laughs> My favourite dad joke about James Brown is, what if he just really was a bad mother? Yeah. Couldn't look after his kids. Oh. Left his family. Maybe that's what he means. I'm just a bad mother. Just a bad parent. <laughs> <laughs> Please help me. So, Get me a parenting manual. <laughs> that, yeah, that's what James Brown was That's after. what he meant. Mm -hmm. So, bad, too thin font for the mm. debossed gold. Debossed or debossed? And then underneath, white in a different font, says, where college is a scam. Scream. <laughs> <laughs> and then underneath... <laughs> Did you mean that? I didn't, but it's happened now. And then underneath, a kind of like version of um, Comic Sans that looks like you'd write the Flintstones in. Also, this is a book all about writing and being a journalist, so why wouldn't it be like typewriter font? Yeah. And then Diane Ho in your sort of classic... Mm -hmm. um, point horror name bit but so there's so i'm gonna read you in order go on i'm ready point horror nightmare hole where colleges scream the initiation dying ho woof there's not a bit there's not a colon there should be a colon somewhere it's just really badly done and then it's this awful brown you yeah, know how ugly. i feel about brown i've got a brown bathroom and i don't like it um, and, and you then, didn't even make it that way with Jobby. I did not make it that Jobby. I'm going to hate the word Jobby. <laughs> Do you? Why? It's horrible. It's very Scottish. Jobby. Jobby. Anyway, so there's... What, uh, what would you... Did I tell you about the time? Shit. My mum was at work <laughs> in her quite important job and she was obviously just in a weird mood and then she said, oh, it, someone had mentioned that something was going to be a big job and she says, oh, yes, but it's nice. It feels nice when you have a big job. Which... Could have perhaps been skated past, except that she then went, ha ah. <laughs> <laughs> Making it obvious that she was thinking about Jobby. <laughs> anyway. Oh, Diane Ho, Christy's mother. <laughs> Diane Logan. <laughs> so, horrible brown. Yeah. Black brown. Goes through to a kind of 
worse kind of orange brown. It's very sort of 70s um, horror movie house colour scheme. Like a 70s living room. Yeah. yeah. And then it's got these really terribly photoshopped flames just down one side. They are horrible. And there is some... I think they were done in paint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Microsoft paint. Really bad. Mm. Um, and then there are some burning bits of paper, but these paper, this bits of paper are really clearly from a book. That's, that's book typesetting. Yeah. Which is not anything to do with what the thing is about. I don't think the cover designer read the book. No. Which I can appreciate because it's shit. Yep. Yep. I mean, I wouldn't have read it if I didn't have to. No, you you made me by picking this one. I know. Um, I thought it was going to be good, to be fair. I really thought... I was really excited by the fact it was called Nightmare Hall, Nightmare Hair, because I really like, like films and stuff that are set in, like, American universities and they're always, like, the old Ivy League ones with, like the big old buildings mm. and they're kind of spooky and there's like a central bit with and it's always autumn you know what i mean yeah. i thought it was going to have that vibe like a sort of urban legend i love that film so we should do be that good. uh basically yeah and it was not but even the setting i can can i can <laughs> forgive a lot if it's got that setting mm. we should we should do urban legend on this podcast yeah that's... i love that you know how i've just given you that book back yeah why can do I have you it do back? that i've got loads of things <laughs> okay. to read out are we going to do the first page? Uh, oh, oh, okay. I thought that's why you handed me it. No, I didn't. Oh. But before the first page. Okay. Uh, inside, it says disposed, 18617. And I know it's disposed from the library, but I also just really, I think it gives it a really mm. mean air. It's been disposed. Disposed. If only it had been disposed. Thanks, Comarch Academy. Also disposed of. Book. My books that are taken from the library usually say withdrawn on them, not disposed. Mm. Anyway, maybe it was meant to go in the bin, but instead it went to my bookshelf. (laughs) The bin of the world. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Shall I read you the prologue then? Go on then. Oh, hello. Some boy racers are very excited. In a shit car. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. I think it should be banned. Yeah. It's it's my most middle-aged opinion. When you're the queen, that's what will happen. (laughs) I don't want to be the queen. Okay. Nobody wants to be the queen. Even the royals don't want to be royal anymore, (laughs) apparently. Okay. I saw a thing that was like, God, the only thing the UK's got to look forward to in the next 10 years is the queen dying. Oh my God. Rough. She's an old lady. Okay, ready for the initiation at Nightmall Hair. (laughs) Can you not wait till I've drunk coffee? Do you know what I imagine it? It's like loads of goth rabbits working in a mall. If I would love to read that book. Mm Mm-hmm. Nightmall hair. Oh my god, let's write the Nightmall yeah, hair series. Goth rabbits in a mall. Yeah, but it's got to be 90s mall. Of course. Yeah. There are no other mall. Okay, I'm ready. They sat in a circle around the blazing fire, their features distorted by the dancing orange and yellow flames. Their heads were down, their jackets pulled tightly around them for warmth. They called themselves the Others. Norman, because of course he's called Norman, dropped to a crouching position. The firelight played across his thin, pale face, casting eerie shadows that turned his skin to... I can't help do this in a stupid voice. Turned his skin to reddish-orange and lit a menacing yellow light in his eye. I hate to break it to you, that's how you speak. (laughs) You were really proud of that one, weren't you? (laughs) (laughs) Hey! hey. (laughs) Nice one, Harry! It was very very kind of uh, Vincent Price, and I love Vincent Price. I'll do it even more. Thunder sounded in the distance, and an ominous black cloud swept across the half-moon overhead. An owl hooted Christian. 
Bat wings fluttered in the tall black trees. Someone giggled nervously. Molly studied the way the dancing flames seemed to change Norman's bone structure. His face reminded her now of a tall, narrow jack-o'-lantern her grandfather had once carved Can I on stop Halloween. you at some point? Are you just going to keep No, I was going to read the whole oh, book. Okay. <laughs> just in that, but is that not okay? That was quite a good... Um, okay. It reminded me of... Have you seen Vincent? The Tim yeah. Burton... Yeah! Vincent Malloy was seven years old. He was a very small boy and did what he was told. Well, that is Vincent Price, isn't it? It is! Yes, very good. Okay. Welcome... To Nightmare Hall. Wait, can I stop you there? <laughs> do you do you I'll remember? Have some coffee. Do you oh, remember you do the others, the band? No, I didn't think you would, and uh, you're going to hate them. So they were like, kind of like a more Cockney wide boy version of the Libertines. Oh, I hate them so much. And they sang like they had a song called Stand Balls, and they were like Stand Balls, kind of like. I hate it. It's really low. I hate it so much. <laughs> really lo-fi kind of like fake working class indie that was everywhere in like the mid 2000s. But they're from North London probably. Yeah, I think they actually were from North London. And their fans were called the 853 Kamikaze Stage Diving Division. I hate it so much, Hannah. I hate it. <laughs> it was like, imagine the Libertines. I don't want to imagine the Libertines. <laughs> <laughs> but more dirty. No. And without any of the weird charm. Do you know who or that is? Sense. Do you remember that guy who was <laughs> that guy who was in a band? Do you remember oh, him? Oh, him, yeah. yeah. And he went out with this girl called Chantel, who was on Big Brother. You're talking about Preston. I am talking about From Preston. From the Ordinary Boys. Yes. No, the Ordinary Boys were more like what we would call townies. Oh, okay. Is in they would wear, um, like, polo shirts. Whereas right. the others were just really dirty. Polo shirts, like, buttoned all the way up. Buttoned all yeah. the way to the top. They, in the mid-2000s in the UK, would have worn, like, drainpipe jeans. Okay. Very, very tight drainpipe jeans and, like, winkle pickers. Okay. And a polo shirt. Oh, fuck, I hate them so much. The Honorary Boys had, like, one good song, I think. Others kind of never really quite made it through, and they were kind of, like, really dirty, and they're like, they could have been squatters. Right. If you know what I mean. That's who the others were. Sounds so like everyone all, I went to uni with. All the way through this book, I just imagined these people just being a band, but they're fundamentally the opposite of what you would enjoy. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm so glad that that exists in the world. <laughs> anyway, do carry on. Okay, I'll try this introduction again. <laughs> Welcome to Nightmare Hall, where 0% of our story is set. Nightmare Thanks. Hair. Why are you teasing us with this? Molly Keane thinks that she's just an average girl, but it turns out she's <gasps> a special snowflake. Oh. Yay. So it's not just people of our generation who all think they're special. Don't point at me, that's really Sorry. threatening. <laughs> You over there! Oh God, I'm sorry! Of my generation, kind of. Okay. <laughs> kind of! I'm two years older than you. How would I be a different generation? I would have to have a baby when I was two. I think you're two and a half years older than me. No, maybe. Did I tell you about when my 22-year-old hairdresser said, made a joke about, like, Alan Partridge or something? And uh, I sort of made the joke back at him and he went, that's so cool because people of my generation don't generally know Alan Partridge. And I was oh, like, oh, I'm so old. <laughs> fucking hell. It's okay, I love him. 90s music is like retro now. I know. I mean, fucking 2000s music is retro now. Oh, God. 20 years ago. I know. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, so Molly Keane is the bestest, best writer. 
and gets to immediately join the writing staff on the college literary magazine Odyssey. And Heather, do you know what? What? Everyone is jelly. Oh my god. So jelly that they're gonna kill her. Did you do anything at uni? I wasn't in any groups or... Fucked some people, drank a lot. I did read a lot of books and I wrote a bit. I didn't write at all. Well, I, was I wrote in, a lot of essays. I was in the LGBT club, society, whatever it was called. I wasn't in a single club I think I just society. did that to meet girls. <laughs> <laughs> I got a viral infection from basically having a freshers month. <laughs> like, I had to go to the doctor and he was like, well, how much did you sleep last night? And I was like, oh, about two hours. And he went, has that been all month? I said, yeah, pretty much. And he went, well, that's why you're ill. <laughs> but I just never... The idea of being in a club... Was like, but why that's would I very that? American. They do that shit. And they have They're to. They're into clubs. Yeah, and they have to be in clubs in high school to get into college as well, I think. What? Can't make British people be social. I wasn't in any clubs at school either. Apart from like the weirdo goth kid club, which was <laughs> unofficial. <laughs> yeah, they would. In fact, can I say there were two clubs? There was like the club that at break time waited inside and hung about and talked about shit bands, and the group that waited outside oh my god i was in the inside group of course you were <laughs> i was the queen of the inside group <laughs> that's how i go through life i become the queen of the losers and then i feel great about myself but i also don't have to like fit in in any way nice works quite well let me tell you more about molly right uh sexy dr theodore who can i say yep is tall and attractive with lots of wavy dark hair, literally your exact type. I have made a note. Have you been like, put hearts around Dr. Theodore, who is a lady by the way, put hearts around Dr. Theodore's name? My note is, can we have a moment here? <laughs> <laughs> I need to be alone with Dr. Theodore. She pushed her glasses onto, onto place in her nose. Glasses, curly hair, come on. Sat down in Phoebe Saywood's empty chair. Wool gathering, Miss Keene? She asked with a smile that was not unfriendly. Oh. In a minute she's going to be like, bend over the desk. <laughs> and it'll be just like secretary. Oh God. I did have a massive crush on my gender studies tutor. But she of was course. like a bit like pixie hair in French. So mm. very different. But yeah. Prof-, Prof Ted. You know gender studies teachers are going to fuck as well. Yeah, they'll be filthy. Yep. So Dr. Theodore says that she thinks Molly is the best since Joan Graham 15 years ago. Yes, the Joan Graham who won the Pulitzer. Yeah, okay. Yep. What's really annoying about this will come out a little she's bit. She's literally seen on. one essay that she's written. <laughs> yep. Anyway. But there, you know, there's a very popular author currently who wrote a book where a person writes one story once, never edits it, never workshops it, never gets anything done with it, submits it to an Irish literary journal and gets paid 800 quid for it. Oh, so fuck off. I feel like this annoying thing about writers is not just a point horror thing. And I blame that particular writer for the next generation of boring books that we're gonna get, Mm -hmm. because the few writers that I workshopped recently could be very good writers, but because they're a fan of this writer, they don't think anything needs to happen in their stories. And I'm sorry, but something needs to happen in your story. Anyway, just my opinion, not saying anybody's name. So, to be fair to Molly, she did want to work on the newspaper in high school, but her family had financial troubles, so she had to get a job after school. Now, cling to that, because that is the last likeable or relatable thing (laughs) that will happen in this book to do with Molly. 
So if you're ever like, I fucking hate Molly, just remember that like, she did have to get a job in high school because her family were in financial trouble. But that's all we're gonna get. I don't hate her, I just hate the book. I mean, it's just the way the book is set up. It's like, don't hate me because I'm beautiful. Why do they hate me because I'm so talented? It's not my fault that I'm so talented. Yeah, oh, maybe. I hate it. There's people that hate more than her in this book. Oh, wow, okay. Anyway, the problem is that she's got herself tangled up with weirdo Norman. Clearly. Norman. Well, he's clearly an incel. And he's called Norman. Norman. I know. He made Molly attend his Violet Woods initiation, which, amazingly enough, was not for a cult, but for a new group, quote, because no one here recognises our special talents. Well, is it not the Illuminati? <clears throat> oh, do you think? Our purpose is this. From now on, we will be the ones who decide if those people on campus getting all the attention really deserve the accolades thrown their way. We will be the ones who decide if the football star really is a superior athlete, if the musician delivers a superior sound, superior sound, if the artist paints a superior picture, if the writer pens a superior piece of material. I hate pens as a verb. <laughs> also, piece of material. Why can't I say, like, story or article? If the student politicians are superior leaders. Norman's eyes glinted yellow. We are the ones who decide. Isn't that the Illuminati? Like, yeah, down to a T. Isn't the point of the Illuminati that they have power? <laughs> Whoa, they'll be after you now. You won't be getting the Pulitzer. What, Norman's group, the others, <laughs> the band from the 2000s that wear polo shirts, I think I'm safe. They probably would work out that they're the, uh, the Illuminati. Well, it's just a weird they don't have any power in. whatsoever, though, so that is really a problem for them. <laughs> we don't know they've got power. They, I've read this whole book and they don't have any power. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, the thing about the group, though, um, they, not only are they ragging on other people getting prestige that they don't think that they deserve, mm -hmm. they also think that their own special talents are not getting sufficient attention. Yep. Um, I do feel like this book is a little bit ahead of its time, and it's like it is written by, like, one of those angry boomers that hate snowflakes, <laughs> because these characters, they haven't actually discovered what these talents are. They haven't actually done anything. Um, but they know they're in there somewhere because reasons. Just, yeah. They just know that so. they are special, talented people, even though they have not displayed that talent in any way or used it in any practical manner. I mean, this is what I keep telling people about myself. <laughs> <laughs> I am if a genius. I, if I tried ballet, I would be amazing. Yeah. I just haven't tried. But if I did, just wait. And see. That is genuinely how I feel about um what's the French running jumping men? What? <laughs> they it's uh Le Running? <laughs> Le Running. No, you jump off like buildings and Oh parkour. Parkour. I don't think that's French. I think it is. Is it? Don't make me Google it. <laughs> don't Google it. Okay. I'll just say it is so that you don't Google it. Okay. Do you think you'd be great at parkour? I think I would be <sighs> shit at parkour. Do you know what? I think I would have been great at parkour maybe ten years ago. Not when I was 33 and a half and had aches. <laughs> we're too... We're, number one, we're too afraid of dying. Too afraid of dying. And number two... I think you say too afraid of dykes. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think either of us are. I am not afraid of dykes. <laughs> Come at me, dykes. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yep. Uh, oh, I'm getting distracted now. <laughs> we're too afraid of dying. And also, we've got bad knees. I mean, I have a... So we I've, can't do parkour. I can't turn around one way because I lifted some weights yesterday. So... Oh. Yeah, maybe I'm not good. Maybe I still think of 23 in my head. 
I would just be afraid of hitting my head. I would have to wear a helmet and knee pads. <laughs> You'd be like that kid whose mum was too, like, worried. <laughs> yes. Well, I would be mothering myself saying, wear your helmet, Kirsty. Okay, let me tell you about the others. They are superior. They are smarter. Cleverer. Specialer. They are the others. If they think someone is getting laurels they don't deserve, they will take, quote, righteous action. <gasps> Now, Heather, what is this righteous action? Well, I... we actually never find out. Right. So, Why matter. can't Diane Ho finish an idea? <laughs> Say finish what it, the Diane. end is. Diane, do the work. You're, it's really not that complex what you're working with. You've, or, again, we've probably got, we've got too many characters in this book, I think. But then I didn't uh, care. Do you think? And I zoned out, so. I'm about to get to that. Oh, How many no. fucking characters? I mean, it is the Diane Ho, so are you surprised? Cut half the characters out. Finish your ideas. That's my advice to Diane. If you take some characters out, you'll have some space to actually finish your ideas. As an editor, that is what I would be saying. Can I also say that this scene of this righteous action that they're going to take is dramatic AF. There is thunder, black clouds, bolts of lightning. They're in the woods. There's a fire. Everybody's got masks on. Like, for what? Nothing fucking happens. So they're the weathermen. It's raining laurels. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, okay, speaking of all the characters, we're now on page 28, right? We've got 18 characters. We've got <laughs> one per page. We're going to end yeah. up we're going to end up with 190 <laughs> characters by the end. So here's who we've got, right? Are you ready for all these characters that we've had so far? Molly, Kayla, who is Molly's roommate, Phoebe, Molly's friend, Dr. Theodore, Norman, Bat, who is Norman's friends, Norman's friend, Joan Graham, Melanie Reese, Hank Seagrove, Boomer Sorensen, Stacey Cotter, Tony Scaparelli, Donovan Capwell, Ava Dennis, Dana Washington, Ken North, Tommy, and Sandy. Here's my thought. Diane Ho was doing guerrilla marketing for a name generated like name generation software. It makes perfect sense. Boomer Sorensen. No yeah. one comes up with that. No, do you think that's a random name? Boomer. Hank Seagrove. Hank Seagrove. <laughs> Why is this 45-year-old man at college? Right? Yeah, what she is just... Hank short for? Hank of... Flank. <laughs> what is it short for? Is it just a name? Ha... I don't know. Is it like Harold or something? Hank Jimin. <laughs> Hank to fuck. Hank the... <laughs> I don't know. Um, can I just go back a wee bit here and just talk about the... The power that the others have is just negging people. So, like... I told you they were incels. Yeah, so they, they like, get her by being like, oh, my God, you're the special snowflake writer thing. And then she goes, um, no, Norman, I'm going to be writing. Dr. Theodore, Dr. Theodore, Dr. Ted, showed the editor the paper I wrote and they want me to expand it on it Mrs. for the magazine. Parry. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he says, yeah, sure, like, they're going to let nobody like you share in the glory. Get real, Molly. Boy, I'd hate to see you get hurt like that. That's just like, that is like, you'd get that in the, is it called The Game? That horrible book? Yeah, about that's you... like a bad boyfriend statement. Yeah, this is, it's just negging. It's just mm -hmm. abuse all the way through. And there is another that's bit. That's what I'm saying. I don't think the Illuminati work by negging. Yeah, true, right. <laughs> I thought a... you were going to be like, actually they do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's a bad Illuminati. It's actually just a okay. bunch of cunts. So then after. Insulati. Insulati. Ooh. Worst coffee ever. like a bad ever. pasta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Do like, you what have you done? Insulata with the... <laughs> with mozzarella. <laughs> Most bitter tasting pasta mm. there ever was. So after he's been like, um, 
or a nobody like you's going to do this. Three pages later, he says, I shouldn't have jumped down your throat like that. It's just, well, you were one of the first friends I made on campus, and I thought our friendship made, meant something. And here you are, jumping ship before my group really gets off the ground. I got mad because I was so disappointed, that's all. I really am sorry. No, throw the whole man yeah. in the bin. That is such abuse behavior it is to like go off on one tell you that you're a piece of shit tell you that everyone's gonna they're all gonna laugh at you you haven't got any skills yep and then be like oh i'm sorry i just did it for your own good it was my feelings i did it for you and if you loved me you wouldn't do that oh it's so gross this series is full of abusive men at least he's meant to be a shithead yeah i don't think the actual good guys are any better true but he at least he's meant to be awful Anyway, we're only on page 28. So basically what's happened is Molly's a special snowflake. She's instantly got a place on the school paper, which is very prestigious and competitive. Uh, but Remember that, she's because involved we're going to come back to it, by that. the way. Sorry. Are we? For interrupting you. Okay. Cool. Ooh, you did your little angry face then. <laughs> How very <laughs> dare you. Um, yeah, I just want you to remember that it's, it's supposedly this really prestigious college newspaper, right? <laughs> Super prestigious. Just remember that. We'll come back to I'm it. I'm intrigued to see where this is going. Oh! oh. oh. I'm excited. Sorry. I like when you get your little gleeful, like, I've <laughs> got a thing that I'm going to say. I am pointing a lot, aren't you I? You are. What's this about? I don't know. It's, it's quite aggressive. You're also, you're sitting very close to me, so it's like very close I to my be face. More further away from you. <laughs> quite close. I mean, yeah, in. in the grand scheme of yeah. the world. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking planetary. <laughs> anyway, so now we're at the Odyssey office, which, as Heather says, is the very prestigious uh, student newspaper. They meet... Oh, hang on, I need the book, because uh, I was going to quote a bit about sexy Hank, uh, who I'm picturing as, like, who's that singer that's called Hank? Marvin? Maybe he's not called Hank. <laughs> <laughs> We've fallen at the first hurdle there, haven't we? <laughs> I'm going to see what The one with the rubbery face. He's got a really big face. Elvis? No. Big face. He's got a big face. Is he current, alive? He's alive, but he was kind of popular about 10 years ago. Shaking Stevens. And he was in a TV show and he played the love interest and it didn't work. Was he in like a... Was he in Hank Azaria? No. What's the one where they're doctors and she's called Meredith? Grey. Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Fucking hell. I don't know what his name is. I think she was his boyfriend. No, it was it. He That was it. He was in SVU. He was in Law and Order. I'm pointing now. Did you say musician? Yeah, he's a musician. Oh. But also an actor now. And he was in Law and Order SVU. And he was Olivia Benson's boyfriend. And he was not good enough. And he's got a big rubbery face. And I think he's had plastic surgery. And you can Google that because it's going to really annoy me. Hank. What the fuck is his name? Mom. He's not even called Hank. <laughs> but he looks Hank like a Abraham. Hank. No. No. <laughs> so we're talking his, about a man who looks like a Hank. What the fuck is his name? Look up, like, who, who, has, who has Olivia Benson's boyfriend been? Oh, my God. So in is, this show. is Olivia Benson the fictional character? Yes. Oh, my God, Kirsty. Do you understand how difficult this is? Brian Cassidy, Nick Gansner. Gansner. Oh, no, that's the character's names. Yes, well, who? I'm trying to see oh. which character name he is. Mm. Kurt Moss, Andy Eckerson. You don't know. There's only four, so why don't you Google them? <laughs> it's not the first one. Well, okay, well, that was the one I clicked on, obviously. So hang on, while you're looking at that, <laughs> here's, here's what this Hank looks like. <laughs> so she's walked into the office. You keen? A voice asked from behind her. 
Molly, which is clearly why she's called Molly Keane, so they could have that joke. Molly whirled to face a tall, broad-shouldered boy with long, bronze-coloured hair that curled on the collar of his white shirt, sleeves rolled to the elbow. His dark brown eyes had a harried look and his high cheekbones were flushed with either the remains of a sunburn or stressed. Leo said, Theo sent you? The top button of his shirt was missing. Theo? Dr. Theodore. Molly nodded. Yes, I'm Molly Keane. Hank Seagrove. Okay, so there's sexy Hank. Uh, did you find the guy? So is it this man whose name is Craig Bjerker? No, it's not him. Well, he's an actor and singer and he's the only actor and singer who dated... Who's carried to date? I, this is so ridiculous. I can't believe the things I'm not allowed to Google, and then I've been sent on this fucking Google he was while like, Google chase. He was like a singer in like the '90s, and he does like smooth loud. I'm cutting you off. You don't know who you're talking about. Oh fucking no! I have an answer for us though. Hank is shot for Henry or Harry, oh. but it started out as a medieval diminutive of John. Do you know, why are there so many nicknames of John that aren't know. anything like John? Hank essentially developed from Hankin, whereby Han was short for Johan, and Kin was a diminutive suffix, so little Hanky, little Johanny. But then Hank Williams, his real name was Hiram. Oh. Yeah, this is being a lot more interesting than your There you go. Thing, isn't it? I'll find who that guy is. <laughs> God. we're dying to know <laughs> maybe his name's Harry maybe that's why I was confused are you talking about Harry Connick Jr oh maybe show me oh my him. god <laughs> bear in mind I have never seen anything that this man is in and don't really know who he is and I, I think still that is know who his I name. mean no <laughs> <laughs> what is happening maybe I dreamt this man this like doughy faced 90s singer I mean anyway. it could be any person it could be any one of them could be anyone well that would kill maybe, maybe what, i'm actually minutes? maybe i'm actually thinking about mick hucknell who knows oh my god <laughs> simply hucknell <laughs> simply mick so anyway it's all going fine for molly in fact it's going great i'll say heather it's going great until someone has filled her car with river mud how let's not get even into the practicalities <laughs> of this because it takes literally hours to clean it all out so where did they get all this mud from how do they stop it leaking out? A really huge bucket? How did they get it in the car in the first place? You'd have to have like a, um, like a digger. It doesn't make sense. Could be using a two-year-old's word. A digger. digger. <laughs> I don't know what a, a truck and is. a digger. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a two-year-old child with a digger. Clearly. Anyway, we spend pages and pages cleaning this car for some reason. We could just have a description of like, then she cleaned the car. No, no. Have to have pages and pages. The magazine staff... Uh, all come and help, so one by one we get introduced to all of them, none of whom are relevant to the story, by the way. There, there's no point to any of them, and I immediately lost track. You know, we're not even on page 30, and I had, I've lost track of almost all the characters. <laughs> and your girlfriend, the sexy prof, doesn't even come back into the story. Prof Ted. Yep. Okay, so we just had to pause, and I had to look up Harry Connick Jr., and it is him. The problem is you were showing me a picture of him before he had all the plastic surgery. Oh, sorry, it was my fault. It was oh, it was my eyes looked at the wrong picture. Whereas, like, look, look at a more recent picture. Look how rubbery his face is. Yeah, it does look like a mask. Whereas, look, he looks fine in that picture, which is clearly an old picture. But the more recent ones, look at this. This isn't right. This is wrong. This is like that a is rubber wrong. face mask. Look at this. That is wrong, yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I was talking about. So anyone who's screaming at their 
listening device being like, it's fucking Harry Connick Jr. Yes, you're correct. It was Harry Connick Jr. So they've cleaned the car. Then the magazine staff all go to a pizza place and they see Norman <gasps> with mud on his boots. <gasps> also, he's angry at pretty girls because they get attention. <sighs> and he is a really not a good person. I'll just leave it there. I'm very just tired of that. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's a valid thing. I mean, mm. it's not valid, it's common. Yeah. So anyway, nothing happens at the pizza place. The reason I'm not really going into any of these happenings is that they are irrelevant, yeah. to be frank. Um, then, remember Molly's roommate, Kayla? She no, offers... I don't. <laughs> <laughs> she, was she was introduced in the enormous list of um, 20, no, 18 characters that we had at the beginning. Kayla offers to do Molly's laundry for her, but she goes away from the machine and someone spills printer ink all over her clothes. Can I give you um, a little reading of how annoying this is all written? From, with reference to that. <laughs> it was a pretty sweater. The operative word being was, as in had been. As yeah, in thanks. used to be. Oh, fuck off. As in past. <laughs> the sweater was no longer pretty. Diane, we know, we get what the past tense is. There is so much filling of pages. <laughs> like, she is competing with Robot Stein here for the filling of pages, the repetition, the pointless fucking scenes yep. that go nowhere and are <clears throat> so dragged out. Yep. Why did we have to have so much cleaning of the car? Yep. Why did we have to do all this stuff? Why do we have anything, really? What, just why? Why this book? Uh, then what happens is that someone vandalises the Odyssey office. And then, for the next ten pages, they have to clean it. <sighs> and we have a really in-depth description of the cleaning of the office. I swear to fuck, this book is like 80% cleaning stuff. Yep. Over and over and over. They should just stuff. clean away a lot of the people. Do you think Diane Ho had a... So, number one, she had a deadline, but she also had a shitload of housework to do. Maybe. And she was like, I cannot stop thinking about all this cleaning that I have to do. I have to do laundry. I have to clean the mud out of my car. I have to tidy up my office. Fuck it. I'm going to put it in, the, in this book. Yeah, probably. Do you think that's what happened? Um, also... Molly keeps getting photos of people with bits of them cut off as a threat. Can we talk about the point horror trope of <laughs> either drawing pictures or people slashing photos? Why would you do that? Also, why do people go, in all these books, people go to such elaborate lengths to threaten people. Yeah. When like, I'll not, kill you. I'm not saying you should work. threaten a person, but if you're going to do it, just do it. It's so difficult to get a photo, get a physical photo. Like, they've got to go and take Especially something and in print them days. out. You <laughs> couldn't print it at home, you had to go to a photo place. They've got to go to Snappy Snaps, and then they've mm -hmm. got to, like, cut it up. I just don't see the point. It's just so pointless. Yep. <laughs> kind of ridiculous. So Molly shows these choppy photos to the campus police, and also the actual police, but they do nothing. Mm. Just like all the police in all of Point Horror, which yeah. I guess is the only accurate part of this entire book, is that they just ignore her. However, don't forget, Heather, everyone is jelly of Molly, because she's so special. Um, because they are all working really, really hard and have been working for a long time, hoping to get the break that she got without even trying. And I'm sorry, my sympathies at this point are with 
everyone except Molly. Yeah, that is quite annoying. Because it's not fair. She has not really shown any particular talent, apart from, like, she did one essay. Mm. And ever since then, everyone is just so amazed by her. But you're like... Why? Do the work, Molly. Yeah. Do the work, Diane. She's not loading it. Do the work, Molly. She's not loading it over them, though. I mean, I guess. But still. Can I... (laughs) Well, hang on. Maybe you'll have to get through to the plot first before I make my point. There's not much plot left, to be honest. Okay. Well... There's a huge thing made about how, like, they can't get the issue, right? They can't get the issue out because mm-hmm. all the files are The issue are of the lost. Odyssey. Mm-hmm. The issue of the Odyssey. All because the files the are Because the office has been trashed, yeah. Yeah, the office has been trashed, it's all been removed. No one seems to have the discs. <laughs> no. It's probably about 80 discs. Do you think they're literal? Do you remember, like, when floppy discs were, like, actually floppy, the big floppy ones, and then later it was the little hard no, ones? No, I don't remember the big ones because I'm not as old as you. Oh, <laughs> in those two and a half years, there was a lot of discs. <laughs> Um, so what would you say is the defining characteristic of Salem University's literary magazine, The Odyssey, Kirsty? It's on disc. Would you say it's that it's prestigious? <laughs> and that's what we've been told. It's so prestigious. Everyone, you know, blah, 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 blah. It's the second issue that they've lost. The second issue. So how can it possibly be, one, no one gives a fuck about a college magazine. No one does. Ever. No. Number two, they've... Reached this international renown with one issue. I missed that. <laughs> what the fuck? The entire second issue of Salem University's prestigious literary magazine, Odyssey, had disappeared. How can it be prestigious then? Second issue. Unless the first <laughs> issue was like 15 years ago and everyone... What's her name? I keep thinking it's Joan Didion, but it's not. What's her name? <laughs> The famous writer, Joan Graham, clearly yeah. meant to be Joan Didion. Well, I'm just going to say that people, if it was 15 years ago, people aren't going to be so desperate for the second issue that they're going to be like, oh <laughs> well, no. I'm just thinking, maybe if everyone in the first issue like went on to massive fame and success. Then no one would know about the magazine. Because it would be so, it would be a footnote in everyone's lives. Well, but you don't think it would be like, they might be like, oh, here's the first time. Maybe it was the first publication for all of them. Hmm. But then who gives a shit? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this is a good fucking point. (laughs) I can't believe it's only the second issue. Anyway, so then we have another very long scene that's very not interesting. So Sigma Chi, which I guess is a... Chai? Fraternity? Chai? I don't know how they Chai's like the tea. I don't know anything about Greek or Russian or whatever it is. Sigma <laughs> holds a boat party on Bottomless Lake, which sounds totally rad. Um, but Stacy, don't know who Stacy is. she? Yeah. I've already lost track of the characters. I lost track of them on page 10. Stacy mm. apparently is relevant to the plot. I don't remember her from previous parts. Um, she gets that she's judging the dance competition with, what's her name? The main one, Molly, Harry mm-hmm. Connick Jr. <laughs> And then she gets pushed off a high ledge and breaks her legs, like proper smashes them. It's well, actually really bad. No, she grabs onto, they both fall, oh, yeah, okay. and one grabs onto something and then the other one grabs onto her friend, which is so fucking ridiculous. It's amazing how much upper body strength all these teenagers have. She's been doing push-ups. <laughs> have you tried <laughs> to pull up? She's been doing up? raised push-ups. Have you tried to pull up your entire body lately? 
I can not really do it. No, I. But I'm spent... very weak. I really like cake, and I don't like exercise. <laughs> I spent months trying to get to a pull up. It's really hard, and if you're a teenager and you don't even you haven't really finished building all the bits of your body, and like. What gets me about these books? Can you tell that I'm like coming to the end of my tolerance for Pinara? <laughs> like someone always fucking falls and then manages to grab like a tree branch or a ledge. One, it's really hard to like grab a ledge, right? Mm. There's nothing. It's just a bit. So you have to, and like to grab something just as you fall, if you pushed out, so you're surprised. Like I know it's ridiculous, but I've read so many of these. I don't feel like it's now. any more ridiculous than anything else that happens in these books. Really. Right, it's starting to get to me. Is it? Yeah. I think you've read too many in too short a space of time. Yeah, that's true. They start to merge. I basically did read ten in like three days. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> I certainly feel like it was bad for me. I feel like the description of Stacy breaking her legs is like pretty rough because she like shatters her legs, which is terrible. Yeah, but the threat was that she would have no legs. <laughs> wasn't it hmm. the threat was like her with no legs at all on this picture so I don't that really is different it actually isn't it and um here is the description of that and how badly it's done looking from above Mo- uh, molly's tear filled so there was a picture and <laughs> stacy had no legs on it right we already know that coming into this bit of writing mm-hmm. both of stacy's legs were bent into impossible angles stacy wouldn't be walking on those legs anytime soon if she ever walked again at all and Molly saw again, in her mind's eye, the Odyssey photograph of Stacy with no legs. The picture had been, after all, a warning. And now it was reality. <laughs> we get it! We get it, <laughs> They are meant for children. The picture, not clearly, children. Clearly she doesn't think very much of children. If you have the intellectual capacity to read these sentences you don't need to be told <laughs> to that extent they're not four-year-olds reading maybe she books. thinks you're gonna go several months between chapters <laughs> and you'll forget what happens oh god I not really like us know. like skim reading them while drinking gin and being angry <laughs> i feel like even as a teenager i would have been patronized and annoyed by that i mean yeah I do find Diane Ho the most patronising of the point horror <laughs> authors, personally. Um, however, that's not the end. Oh, God. There's more. But wait, there's more. Then someone throws the pages of the Odyssey into the fountain before it can be printed. And then a light falls on Phoebe. Who's Phoebe? Can't remember. <laughs> well, she's playing the piano. And then it turns out that Molly's roommate, Kayla... Remember her? No. She's in on it with Norman. Do you remember him? No. Kate. They're in on it together. She put the ink on Molly's clothes, remember? Oh my God. She'd done it on purpose. Can I read you my favourite ridiculous bit? I'm going to tell you who the baddie is in a minute. You'll be so excited. (laughs) She ran to a desk, rummaged around in a bottom drawer and pulled out a camera. A Polaroid camera. (gasps) That's yours? Molly asked Tony when Dana returned, camera in hand. Who are Tony and Dana? Can't remember. <laughs> Wasn't Tony in Spandau Ballet? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Dana in X-Files? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's the matter with you? you? You're so white, your lips are practically blue. Haven't you ever seen a camera before? Could this be the camera that was responsible for all those nasty photos? <laughs> so you're scared of a camera. You're scared of the camera. The camera does not have free will. And it also, is not responsible for anything. Is he the only person you know that's got a camera? Yeah, you've seen one camera and you're terrified of it. Because <laughs> no one else could possibly have a camera. Ridiculous. Okay, well, so it turns out 
that Kayla and Norman, they did put the ink on the clothes, <gasps> but they didn't do the other things. Do you want to know who did all the other things? Do you want to know who the baddie is? The person who's behind all of it, the true villain of the piece, Donovan. Who? Exactly. <laughs> who the fuck is Donovan? Who is Donovan? He is he wor- Donnie from the other book? He works on the paper, Donnie Osmond. <laughs> yeah. Why is Donnie Osmond <laughs> Donnie the through with line for the series? Flat whites. <laughs> okay, I do think there is one interesting okay. bit here in the entire book. I'm thrilled to see what this so is going to be because I don't think this. I think there is an interesting point made, um, although it isn't... <laughs> followed up in any way okay so they're talking about like people who were like big stars at high school and then they get to college and they're not so here we go he meaning donovan donovan and ken were both football players not me couldn't catch a football to save my life basketball was my, was my sport and i was only average so i didn't try it when i got here ken and donovan both tried out for football they never had a chance competition's too keen the guys are a lot bigger and the coach is a lot tougher than any high school coach Donovan seemed to handle it okay, but Ken was really blown away. He'd even expected an athletic scholarship at one point. So I feel like, um, yeah, because it's Hitler. Maybe. <laughs> Didn't get into school. I did just feel like that's kind of interesting. Like, I feel like us being like the smart kids at school have had that experience that yeah. like you get through primary super easy, you get through high school like pretty easy, you do pretty well in your exams without really trying. Yeah. So you get used to not trying and then you go to uni and you're like, oh, oh everyone's shit, better than me. everyone's better than me. I'm not the smartest one here Yeah. by a long shot. Like yeah. if I want to pass, I have to actually do some work. So I feel like that's kind of interesting. It doesn't really go anywhere and no. nothing is done with it. But what we get instead is, um, this ridiculous fucking ceremony where they trap Molly. Am I going over your notes? Well, I had mentioned how she, what she, who, whose method, familiar from other point horror books, she uses the tried and tested Jenny Jeffers method. Is that what you were going to do? No, go Oh, on. okay, no, you do yours first. Well, I just I'm mean I'm on this... page 185, are you I'm on page 173. Okay, cool. So they get uh, Molly, the others, you know, 90s, uh, 2000s band, and they do this weird ceremony um, where they make her say, I, Molly Keane, have no talent whatsoever. Say it. Cold, damp fingers wrap themselves around her throat, pressing on her windpipe. I have no talent whatsoever. Say it. I have no talent whatsoever. I have no business writing for the Odyssey or any other publication. And I stole that job from someone who deserved it more. What is going on? Why are you making a sale? This it won't take her job away. Like it's just so stupid. I'm He's like, just a shitty, like a shitty boyfriend. It's just also just like, what? You could get my worst enemy, who I think they didn't deserve anything. What they've got. Let's say they won a Booker, right? I love Hilary Mantel. It's not her. <laughs> I wouldn't get Hilary Mantel and be like, say, I do not deserve to win the Booker Pratt. Like, what is the point? And how Who's do you deserve? Like, if, the, if people have decided that you're the winner, then you're the fucking winner. Yeah. Like it or not. Oh, God. Like, I don't understand why half the books that win prizes win prizes, but they fucking did. So yeah. that's just the way it is. Oh, God. Just so stupid. I just really hated this podcast. <laughs> I know. But the real issue here is Donovan. Remember him? No. <laughs> yeah, who is he? Who is he? Who is she? I don't okay. even know her. <laughs> here we go. Remember Jenny Jeffers from The Babysitter? Unfortunately. Remember how the Babysitter books ended? Okay, so Donovan and Molly are arguing. Molly waited. Oh, wait, here we go. Donovan's face twisted with fury, bellowing, that's a lie, that's a lie. He raced blindly up the path, his arms outstretched to grab her. 
Are you excited for this? Go on. Molly waited, waited, and at the precise second when she knew his hands were about to grab her throat, she sidestepped nimbly, flinging <laughs> herself across the path and into the bushes on the opposite side. Behind her, there was a startled grunt and then a scream as Donovan dove off the riverbank and into the racing river and it's a good job. disappeared. It's a good job that all these sociopaths are so clumsy, isn't it? They've got, they build up a lot of momentum when they're <laughs> running. <laughs> How far are they running from? I don't know why they're running from like a thousand meters away to like really get it going. From, yeah. Like run- You've got to get up some speed to, in order to grab Je- to grab Jenny, grab Molly. Apparently, I think teenagers don't have like very that. good balance, so I think you could just push them. You could do like a one-inch push, and I think you still push them. Do you way. think? Yeah, because they're always dragging their shoes. They've always got two big shoes on. <laughs> well, that's how I off. know. That's how I know how I know I'm old because I was walking uh, along the street and there was a teenager like walking around the same pace as me, and he was dragging his shoes, and I was like. Pick your feet up. <laughs> no, and I that, thought I'm old now. I'm old. I used to get that said to me all the time. I know, me too. Up. I used yeah. to get that all the time, but now I am the person thinking it. It's because you've had time to adjust to your body, whereas teenagers just have too much new body going on. Mm. You know, and they're sad. They are sad. <laughs> it's hard being a teenager. It is. It is. Hard. Also, they are quite annoying. Um. So that is the end of the book. That is the worst ending ever. Yep. And also, everything preceded it was also the worst. <laughs> it's so like Looney Tunes as well. That like yeah. someone is running towards you and you just move to the side and they continue going. <laughs> and then I imagine that they like... An anvil come back to Yeah, that they're like in the air just like pedalling their feet for a couple of seconds before they fall. This whole book was about pointless nothing that no one gives a shit about. No one cares if you've got a job on the fucking school paper. No one cares about the school paper. Issue two. Like, it's such pointless drama. I just was, like, really annoyed by the whole thing. Too many characters, didn't know who they were, couldn't give a shit, don't care about what they're doing, and hate how it ends. Well, how do you really feel, though? <laughs> if I could give it a don't minus back, one, I would. <laughs> Like, if I was being really, really generous, if I was being generous to the point of, like, deluded, I would say that this could be a critique of, like, a capitalist job market. Mm-hmm. Or, like, the very idea of meritocracy. Like, mm-hmm. those who work hard don't actually get to where they want to go. Which, as our pal Rachel says, you believe in a meritocracy until you have an idiot boss. Yes. And I don't know if you've seen the movie Parasite. <laughs> I have not yet. Well, that, it you know, explores the same themes, let's say. Um, oh, I am getting hungry. Oh, can you I've hear got some stomach? bananas. I've only had a slice of bread. Okay. Um, That's not enough. I know. I know. Why have you not had more? Because I got up to make my boyfriend cheese sandwiches oh. to take to work. And then didn't quite leave enough time for my own oh, needs. Cheese sandwich. Or not Such cheese sandwich. Such is the state of the woman. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not really. Just Hashtag to, feminism. Couldn't want to get up and then had to go feed a cat. Okay. Um, yeah. If I was if I was really reaching, I would say Diane's talking about that. But she's not. No. And I was really disappointed because, as I said, I was really into... I was going to say I was really into this setting. I was really into what this setting promised me and did not deliver. You were really into Nightmare Hair. I really, I so, I'm also imagining, right, Nightmall Hair is these goth <laughs> rabbits, right, and they're working at the mall, but it's, have you seen the picture of, like, the 90s Taco Bell that's got all the, like, um, Saved by the Bell, like, sort of pastel, oh, it's beautiful. That's where the goth rabbits work, in the Taco Bell. Right. They're, like, in Taco Bell. In the pastel Taco Bell. That was a reference to Fire in the Disco, what's that song? Oh, Yeah. Yeah. That's a great song. I haven't thought about that for many years. Is it a great song? I don't know. <laughs> I doubt <laughs> I it. I should rephrase. 
I remember enjoying that, that song. That song was a song. Yeah. Fire in the yeah. gates of hell. Anyway. Gates of hell. Okay, um, I don't really think there were any stupid names, although I do like your theory that they were made by name generator. Ridiculous. That was very good. Um, Can I give you a Parry's favourite line? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> <clears throat> you witch! He screamed. How dare you hit me! <laughs> <laughs> I'm certain a man has said that to me before. <laughs> You know what the defining characteristic of witches is? Hitting. They're just hitting all the time. <laughs> I wish they'd stop hitting so much. Everybody knows that about <laughs> hitting witches hit. <laughs> they do a like lot boxing, of kickboxing. So <laughs> oh my God, Heather. If you did witch boxing, every single 30-something woman Lesbian. we know would yeah. go there. <laughs> Which is like, there's something like a bit hippie-ish to do with like crystals and horoscopes, but also kickboxing. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone would be there. Once they've spent the magic, yep. they just actually fight. And they would all have workout gear that said witch please on it. Oh my god, yes they would. You know they would. Okay. And by they I mean me. Me, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. American things. Sigma Chi? Chai? 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 It's, it's Pi, isn't it, when it's P-H-I? P, P, is it? Phi, isn't it? Phi. I don't know. Why so are they doing it? Sigma Chai? Oh, fuck Chi? it, who cares? Anyway, they have a boat party. To me, that's very American. Why have they got a boat? I assume they rent the boat, mm. but I it doesn't say specifically. They have do you feel like you need to know that? They have. Do these, you feel like it's yeah. important to your understanding of the book? It's, where did the boat come from? Yeah. I mean, yeah, where I did anything come from? Why? Why did this book? Basically? Why? Uh, okay, fashion. Kayla, the roommate, wears pink sweats. Do you want to bet that they have juicy written on the bum? Oh God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And they're velour. Oh, Miss mm-hmm. Velour. She also has a fa- I mean, I think Kayla's a bit of a fashion icon because she also has a favourite green velvet outfit. Oh my god, she's dressed like my dream sofa. Yeah. <laughs> just take her clothes and make a sofa out I of would them. like to over her skin. Yeah. Yeah. But I just think it's weird that it's a green velvet outfit. Mm. Like, it doesn't say a dress. It doesn't say, like, a top and a trousers. It's a onesie. Is it a onesie? It's a... a, Do you know what it makes me think of? See, when I was a kid, I had what one would term an outfit, which (laughs) was like a four-piece thing. Mm -hmm. I might have even been five-piece. There might have been underwear to match. This is when I was a little kid. And it was like um, polka dot leggings, a jumper, polka dot jumper with a picture of a rabbit on it. And then there was a cotton headband to match. And then also socks. There might have been underpants. (sighs) So I'm imagining, when someone says an outfit, I'm imagining like a multi-part thing where they all match. So I'm imagining that she has like the socks, the leggings, the top, the headband, all green velvet. Yeah. All matching. Would you even want green velvet underwear? <laughs> I mean, it'd give you something mm. to concentrate on. Is it felt? What would you be concentrating on? Oh, your vagina felt. <laughs> it would feel fuzzy. <laughs> mm. Would you want the velvet? If it was only on the outside, it would be okay. Would it? You don't want it on your labia, particularly. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well. It doesn't clarify. <laughs> Why doesn't it say? Why doesn't it say? I don't know. I think we should write to Diane Ho. Diane, is the velvet on the crotch? I would. <laughs> that's all it will say. There's not enough time in my life to read a response from Diane Ho. <laughs> <laughs> She'll introduce ten characters oh my God. in her reply. Okay, And we then also it won't make have... sense. It won't wrap up at the end, so I won't be satisfied by it. I don't want to do it. It gets even better. This is in the fashion section, but it could also be in the 90s section. Because Molly's favourite sweater is, quote... Right, picture this. Picture yourself wearing this. I want you to be wearing this next time I see you. Pale pink 
with a scoop neck and long sleeves. She wore it with black velvet stirrup pants. Oh my God, I remember stirrup pants. I had stirrup pants. I think pants. I had black velvet stirrup pants. I did, and I also used to put the stirrup part over my boot. Oh yeah, of course you did. Why? Of course. Why did I do that? <laughs> to look like you were some sort of gay horse rider. <laughs> that was my look. Um, also, what the fuck is going on with their fashion? Molly and Phoebe found the perfect dress at the mall. It was maroon velvet with short, puffed sleeves and a low curved neckline. Wow, face. I don't think that was the perfect dress. <laughs> Puffed sleeves. I mean, it was the 90s. 1994? Oh, yeah, too late. <laughs> Come on, get with it. Um, no quiz subtext. I'm sorry to say. Uh, I don't know if she was a too stupid to love heroin. She was too... I mean, I'm sorry. I'm kind of on the side of the others. She didn't deserve her acclaim. Yeah. She didn't deserve those laurels. Give them back. Yeah. No, you're right. You know? I just so didn't care. No, I, I guess really I don't did really not care. care what was going on. No sexy sociopath, no death toll. I mean, I guess no Donovan doesn't even die. He just goes into the lake. No. And... Like, it, I can't emphasize I didn't this enough. I hate was, it as much as you did. It was pointless shit that I didn't care about, <laughs> done by people I couldn't remember. Fair. <laughs> the only good thing about this book is the cardboard pullout. Um, <laughs> you love that cardboard pillow. Point I the, knew you would mention that. The Point Horror Club. <laughs> Introductory price four ninety nine, worth over £12. You get The Lifeguard, April Fools, which is a very good cover, and The Mummy. The Mummy was good. It was good. And, Kirsty, you get some mirror spy glasses to see who's creeping up behind you. And look at this kid. Look at that kid. The great sadness of my life is that I did not buy that when I had the chance. Right? And you couldn't do this yourself. A parent or guardian had to do it wow. for you. It's the place to get hooked on horror. Start your own spine-chilling collection with these three sinister books and mirror spy sunglasses. Sunglasses? Okay, no, they are. It Guaranteed to make your hair stand on end. Is it, it? You can't guarantee that. I don't think you can, no. I don't think. I want my money back. I don't <laughs> think that's guaranteed. Do you know what annoys me is that the tagline is, hooked on horror thrilled by fear and i'm like why couldn't you do an alliterative second part yeah well they've got prepared to be scared here that's better which is quite good that's assonance yeah, there you go is. here's your uh, english you're, lesson you're for the assonance. day <laughs> <laughs> but this kid looks exactly exactly like that kid with the harry connick jr <laughs> don't um <laughs> you know this kind of gif where the kids on the like really old mac and then, the and then he does up. the thumbs yeah. up. He looks exactly like he that does. kid, but in a different shirt. Maybe it's the same kid. Maybe that kid just did shitloads of modelling in the nineties. There was only one kid in the nineties. Yep, and it was Macaulay Culkin. Yep, and he had a wet bandit. Was it good though, Kirsty? No, no. I didn't hate it as much as you did. You want to give it minus ten, and I'll give it two. I'm giving it a one, and I'm not moving on that. All right then. Um, so one point five. Yep. Is it good? Bad? No. It's not good, bad. There's not even a chocolate wasp in it. <laughs> <laughs> she does do the Jenny Jeffers method, which was quite fun. Yeah, but that's... There's a lot riding on that. <laughs> There's a lot riding on that. Yeah. I'm just making a lot of sounds with my noise on it. I know. With my noise. Do you know, later in the season, we are returning to Nightmall Hair. <laughs> You'll be thrilled to know. I'm not thrilled about that. <laughs> We should write the Nightmare Hair series. I love Nightmare Hair. That's my favourite typo of all time. <laughs> yeah, no, I hate it. It yeah. was shit. Thanks, I hate it. And next time, we're doing... Oh, so this is something brand new and different for us. We're doing part of the Unleashed series. The British 
Mm-hmm. Point horrors. Because apparently, if you take an American and unleash them, they become British. They become British. I'm mm-hmm. trying to see who it was by. Celia Reese. Celia Reese were doing The Cunning Man. <clears throat> I like to think of Point Horror Unleashed as. Um... Oh my god, what was it called? Harry Connick Jr. No! <laughs> the <laughs> Channel 4. Hollyoaks. Hollyoaks After Dark. Oh yes! Yeah, Point Horror After Dark. Yes. Oh, can we write Point Horror After Dark? Please? I would love that. I would love that. So queer and we won't make it goth rabbits at taco bell unless you want us to i want us to <laughs> but yeah so we're doing the cunning man next time and that will be interesting yeah mm-hmm. it will be how dare you hit me <laughs> <laughs> you witch that'll be something uh, new and different which so is quite exciting between now and then um at nightmore hall where can people <laughs> where can people get us Christy? they can find us on twitter at teenage scream underscore and on instagram at teenage scream pod nice and you nice. can oh by the way shout out to dave coates um who told me on saturday that as is his favorite podcast and i was having a bit of a sad day and that made me feel nice oh dave yeah we like you dave you're a good man it um, really it absolutely makes our day heather always sends me screen grabs like if someone on the patreon or whatever sends us a nice message heather sends me like screen grabs with little thumbs up emojis and it just always <laughs> makes me feel better it makes me so, so lame do you know what being a writer is fucking hard yep you get rejected all the sodding time mm-hmm. and shitheads give you a book one star on Goodreads and it's just grim. It's just so <laughs> grim and just to, to know that you've like brought even the tiniest little bit of joy or fun to somebody's day is really, really worthwhile. I Especially think. when you've spent about 10 hours sat in a room on your own trying to come up with shit and you can't. Yeah. So that was really nice. And you can't even wank because you've broken your collarbone. Yeah, I know. <laughs> terrible times. Um, explains why my university boyfriend was such a bitch as well. <laughs> uh, Insufficient wanking. <laughs> He's bald now. I'm happy about it. Um, oh, <laughs> burn! <laughs> Nothing wrong with bald men. There is with him. My ex-boyfriend's also bald, but he was bald when we were at uni. So oh, that's you a know. rough one. Yeah, just shave your heads, guys. Yeah. Um, no, he did. Spe- uh, mentioning Patreon as you did too many minutes ago for me to be doing a segue. Did you know segue is an Italian word? Is it? It's a real Italian Not word. Not French. No, because I'm learning Italian and it's there. Segue. It means to follow. I thought it was a French word. Mm-mm. Well, I know you learn something new every day. It's a school day. And today that word is segue. (laughs) So, uh, Patreon, yes. If you want to support us um, by doing more than listening or subscribing or reviewing, subscribing. Uh, Is that like Susudio? Susudio, (laughs) all of which are really helpful. You can give us like $5 a month uh, by being part of the Patreon and you'll get a cool badge and you get a free episode every month. The badge is badass. We talk about really shit things like Christopher Pike mainly. Um, and yeah, it just really helps us. And right now we're right. doing a CBC series, which is actually great. Oh yeah, it is. It's yeah. so good. What's she called? Lost Lose Christina. The fog. Losing Christina. Lesson, lost yeah. Christina. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've lost Christina. <laughs> um, so yeah. And if not, we will just see you next time. Bye. For the cunning man. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.